Welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Simon Lum. I'm a senior analyst in the Analysis Mason consumer practice. And today I'll be discussing consumer digital education with senior analyst Inigo Barker, who recently wrote, wrote about the opportunities for operators in the sector. The full written version of the associated articles to this podcast is available to access and download uh, from the Analysis Mason website for free. The full version of the report is available to subscribers of the Analysis Mason Digital Services Programme. Uh, so welcome Inigo. Uh, could you give us a short introduction to what you're going to talk about today? Thanks Simon. Uh, yes, today I want to talk about some recent research we've done which aims to explain and evaluate the full opportunity for telecoms operators in direct consumer digital education and particularly for operators in high income markets. Now, consumer digital education, it's a its a growing multi-billion dollar industry uh, and it offers operators an opportunity to generate revenue, to diversify revenue sources and to bolster their ESG credentials. Um, to make the best of the opportunity, operators should partner with specialists and adopt a nimble business approach. Operators also have uh, several core strengths that they can call on to support digital education services. And these include their network capabilities, uh, their video delivery and security expertise, and finally their well-established distribution networks and their large, typically large customer bases. So your focus is on the opportunities um, for operators in high income markets. So, so why is that? And um, how are the opportunities in high income markets different to the opportunities you might find in lower income markets? Yes. So my focus is on operators in high income markets and significantly high income markets offer greater monetization potential for operators because consumers there have more disposable income to pay directly for their services. High income markets also tend to have more mature digital education markets from which operators can draw or choose partners. This is less the case in low income markets, even though most of what operator activity there is in digital education is occurring in low income markets such as Brazil and India. Our research suggests that there is an opportunity in high income markets that um, is really not being seized upon by operators. And there are also learnings that operators in high income markets can take from peers in high income markets, such as AT&T and KDDI, which are both active in digital education. And great. And can you give an overview of the digital education services that the operators you mentioned there, AT&T and KDDI, offer? Yes, sure. So of the two, KDDI has been involved in digital education for longer. Um, it launched AI Speak Tutor in April 2021. This is an AI-based English language teaching service that's accessible via an app, and it targets consumers of all ages. The service was launched by Aon, which is an English language teaching provider that's wholly owned by KDDI. The service is sold on a subscription basis to customers and the service was developed in partnership with LG CNS, which launched a similar service in South Korea previously. Now, at and by contrast, it runs a service called The Achievery. It's a free-to-use, media-rich platform that currently covers social, emotional learning, the arts, English language, technology and engineering, and the platform's aimed at school-aged children um, it uses content from the Warner Brothers Discovery Library to make the learning experience interactive. And the service also features lots of third-party content from not-for-profit education providers like the Khan Academy. Great. And can you give us a sense of the learnings that other operators can take from these operators? Yeah, sure. So these two approaches, um, they suggest 
four things really. First, uh, operators should look to rely on partners that have expertise. Uh, so both both these services are built in partnerships with players with proven expertise, whether um, education providers like the Khan Academy in the case of AT&T, or experts in the digital provision of education services like LGCNS in the case of KDDI. The second point is that operators should target market needs that are specific by nature. AT&T focuses on the demand for interactive education among children. KDDI focuses on demand for English language learning um, and in a country where English language English language skills are poorer um, compared to regional peer countries, uh, despite the requirement of English, for example, in, in business environments. The third point is that operators should use their existing assets wherever they can. So the Achiever uses content from Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, of which um, AT&T is a majority owner. Um, KDDI uses its Aon unit as a primary sales channel for AI Speak Tutor. And then the fourth point is that operators can be flexible as to how they monetize these services. So KDDI sells its service on a subscription basis um, to consumers. And this means that in future, the service could be bundled with telecom services. By contrast, AT&T offers the service for free, and it's able to do so because it draws on uh, CSR funds to pay for the service. Um, now, if this service is successful amongst consumers, it could start monetizing it, um, or, it could, or it could launch a similar service, which is monetized. Um, other ways of monetizing services could include charging businesses for employee training. Brilliant. So th thanks very much for the overview um, there, Inigo. Do you think other operators are in a position to follow the lead of AT&T and KDDI? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, now, there is something quite special about these players. Uh, so the Warner Brothers Discovery content library, it's, it's one of the most valuable content libraries in the world. KDDI uh, started selling AI Speak Tutor because it owns one of the largest English, English language teaching facilities in Japan, which it acquired a number of years ago. Few other operators will really want to start buying digital education companies when it's an, an unfamiliar domain. Uh, and there's also lots of money um, still to be spent on network upgrades. Um, so yes, these are special companies, but other operators still have those advantages I talked about earlier, such as their network capabilities, their distribution networks, and their large customer bases. But other operators may also have other advantages to bring to the table that you know are lacked by a KDDI or an AT&T. Um, a good example is um, an operator might have a really successful sub-brand uh, that, that, that's aimed, that, that targets um, students. And this sub-brand could give them a really strong route to market for a digital education service. So th thank you very much um, there, Inigo. It, it'll be fascinating to see how things unfold from here in the digital education field. Um, there's more content on this topic on the Analysis Mason website. To automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Mm -hmm.